0: Hello F1 fans and welcome to F1 on and off the track with Kim Illman. You can see his photos at ProStarPix.com or follow him on Instagram at Kim Illman. My name is Adrian and in this episode we're talking about Leclerc's back-to-back wins.
1: And what a day to be at the track. It was a marvellous experience. I was here two years ago and uh, didn't really love it because I stayed in it, um, somewhere in Monza but I stayed in a different place, had a completely different experience but yesterday with the sea of red and all those Ferrari fans going crazy after the race, it was a real special place to be.
0: If you've seen the pictures, there's tens of thousands of people filling the pit straight in support for Leclerc.
1: Oh, it's, it's crazy. There's no other race where they flood onto the track in such huge numbers. Uh, now, at the end of the race, I stood for Park Fermi and uh, raced out there, and I got an ordinary position. I really wanted to be head-on and shoot Charles standing on that car, but I dipped out on that, and all the Ferrari mechanics and team members managed to get the best spots on the fence for the cars when they came in, the, the top three cars. So I had a reasonable spot. I was one back, and uh, I missed the shot I wanted. And then afterwards, um, we have to try and get to a spot to shoot the podium. Now, the podium at this race is completely different to any other race. It's actually partially out over the track. And with the number of people that were in the paddock, they fill the whole pit lane. And uh, it means that it's very uh, very hard to get to the spot that I needed to. So really, my podium shots were atrocious. I got a couple that were reasonable. But then all of the people fill, all the spectators get onto the track and... It's just crushing out there. I don't know how they get by. It must be a pickpocket's delight. But um, they have huge flags that are probably 30 metres um, long, and they spread them over the top of the punters uh, well after the um, the drivers have sprayed champagne and left that stage. But it's called the Sea of Red. Uh, the Tafosi is the name given to all of the Ferrari supporters, and they waited long after uh, the race finish out on the track to see Charles Leclerc and he actually did grace them with his presence it was only for probably five or ten seconds it wasn't like when Lewis wins at Silverstone he will go out and spend five or six minutes just lapping up their love but Charles was quick uh, went out there at least let them see him wave to them stood on the fence but then he was quickly back to do the celebration shot in pit lane in front of the Ferrari garage
0: well speaking of the fans how was the fan zone earlier in the week
1: I went over on Thursday and uh, you had to have a blue wristband to get in. I managed to snag one of those and it was quite enjoyable. It was a little ordinarily (laughs) organised, but all the drivers come over, the whole 20 of them, and they come over in twos and do probably five or six minutes each sign autographs. And uh, I was quite amazed that there's a number of new me because of my um, large number of Instagram followers out of Italy Um, There were a number of people that recognised me and I took their photos and they loved that. But just the drivers are so revered here, all of them, but obviously the Italian ones um, take the cake. And when I say the Italian ones, I'm talking Ferrari, I'm talking Alfa Romeo and Toro Rosso, three teams that uh, have strong Italian uh, heritage. So those guys were really popular, Um, but not a huge fan. So normally, and I was told this uh, only yesterday that, You have to have a three-day grandstand ticket to get into the fan zone, which excludes all of those general admission people. Seemed a bit odd to me because uh, that would suggest that the numbers would be well down on what you'd have at any other race where anybody who gets a ticket into the race can go and enjoy the fan zone. But a good experience to be amongst those. And of course, when you're shooting that sort of stuff, you get to stand right next to the drivers and um, you have a marvellous access.
0: Now, I believe there was a moment where Renault press officer James Lloyd grabbed the wrong autograph cards.
1: He he picked up a, a whole stack of autograph cards for Nico and took them out and he's handing them out. And I think after about 20 or so cards he's handed out, Nico's have run out. He's only got Daniels left. And it was so funny because he showed me and said, oh, look at this. I've only got Daniel cards for Nico to sign. He stood for a photo for me and held it up in front of me. And then Nico, as he was leaving, had one and uh, looked straight at me, held up this postcard with Daniel's picture on it. And it was just a lovely expression on Nico's face. In fact, I had two great shots of Nico this race yesterday. One of my last shots of the day, he was racing from the... Uh, hospitality suite over to the garage after the race probably an hour and a half after the race had finished and uh, i could see him coming towards me he was jogging because he needed to get there quickly and didn't want to do any selfies or autographs and so i've shouted out from behind my lens while i've still got my eye up to the viewfinder and i've said nico well done great effort and uh, as he has a while to do with me he pulls some silly face pokes his tongue out and luckily i get three or four sharp frames and you know, I put them up yesterday, and I did notice he shared my picture of him on his story, which is always nice. So, uh, yeah, I've got another silly-faced photo of Nico Hulkenberg to add to my list of uh, many.
0: Another great fan moment was the Federica fan page.
1: Well, actually, Federica and Davide are huge in Italy. They um, are the presenters of Sky Italia's um, F1 broadcast. And out on the driver's raid. Uh, I shot all the drivers take off, and then I noticed that those two with a TV crew were walking down along the track on the grass, and um, they were whipping the fans into a frenzy. So I followed them for a good 300 metres and got some lovely shots of her. But I, I think what you're talking about is um, on the Thursday, I came across these lovely guys who um, they actually used some of my photos in their fan page. They produced a huge big banner and um, she was actually en route from one side of the track to the other. And I'd seen the banner, and I asked her, what are you going over there for? And she said, I'm going to the TV compound. And I said, do you know what's waiting for you? And she said, no. So I thought, oh, well, she obviously doesn't know about this banner and followed her over there. And got some lovely photos of her um, really lapping up the love from these guys who are very strong supporters. I think they've got about 20,000 followers who really love Federica Maslin.
0: Kimmy gave a brief interview post-FB2 that was kind of short.
1: Kimmy gave a quick interview with David Croft after one of the sessions. And I was standing right next to him, listening and shooting, and the question was, what happened out there, Kimmy? Because he had a stack and spun the thing. And he just said, too much power. And then he looked at uh, David Croft, and then he stepped left to take the next question. And David looked at me, and I looked at David, and I thought, well, that's really all you get from Kimmy sometimes, a very simple answer. But then I got this lovely shot of him. Yes, a young kid recognised him. And I've got this shot of him pointing at uh, Kimmy, this youngster. And Kimmy's just looking at this kid. And the, the youngster said, you're Kimmy Raikkonen. Very nice moment. And really, you've got to be out and about in that paddock a long time. And just uh, be around for moments like that.
0: Q3 was fairly crazy, this race, particularly the last lap. How was that to shoot?
1: The last lap? of queue three. well look i was stuck in a queue so uh I, I was just sitting there waiting for us to get access to park ferme but um, from what i understand i don't think a lot of the drivers got to set a time because they were going too slow didn't cross the line in time um, and we were standing there thinking what's going on and next thing you know the gates open we're rushing out on the track so you you probably know more about it than i do for uh, from the fact that we had very little idea of what was happening
0: As a permanent accredited photographer, you get access to the grid before the race. How was this one?
1: That's a real special treat, too, to be able to go down there and just be amongst this craziness that uh, for 15, 20 minutes you get to shoot, and there's so many opportunities down there. I shot Charles sitting on the grass, as he always does, Um, and this track does have some lovely, rich-coloured grass, so the shots with the red of... His uniform, his outfit, his race suit and his cap against the green is quite beautiful. And because he started on pole, he was the flavour of the month. Mm. And because he started on pole, of course, he was super popular. It was a crush to get a shot. But uh, yeah, I got some lovely shots of the young Monegasque sitting there thinking about the race, the upcoming race, which was such a, it was such an opportunity for him to make his mark and, and to do it on his home soil, Ferrari's home soil was quite remarkable Um, I wandered down the back of the grid and I was going to get a shot of the cars coming onto the grid, but I was a a little bit distracted with some other stuff earlier on, so I missed that. But uh, a couple of celebrities here, uh, we had football players, Yes. one chap from Arsenal, I didn't know him from a bar of soap, but he was kicking a footy around with uh, Carlos Sainz at one stage and also Didier Drogba, both big names for anyone who follows the English Premier League, although somewhat lost on me being an Australian from the other side of the world.
0: Speaking of Carlos, there's a picture of his garage that looks quite small.
1: Well, yeah, I didn't realise this. I just thought it was a, an anomaly with the McLaren garage, but every second garage in that whole pit lane here uh, in Monza is smaller than the other garage. So you've got a situation where it's very tricky for the, one of the cars to get in and out, and there probably is only about 30 centimetres either side of the car, where they have to be very careful. They have to wheel the car back into the garage, backwards always, on the, on the little, um, I imagine, on the trolley sometimes, and then they have to push the car over probably half a metre to a metre so that there's room to work on both sides of the cars. And I've not seen that with uh, any other track, I don't think, and, and I'll stand corrected on that, but it seemed odd to me. And uh, certainly a couple of people, once I put that post up on Instagram, corrected me and said, no, I think you'll find it's every second garage. That is uh, much smaller than the, uh, the other car, um, the other garage in that particular team's um, spot.
0: F1 on and off the track is presented by ProStarPix.com. Stunning F1 photos live from the track, searchable and downloadable for personal or editorial use. Head to ProStarPix.com at the end of this podcast. Now, Charles seemed a hot commodity this race with his fan base cheering Carletto as he arrived on race day. Do you know what this means?
1: I do know it's um, I asked one of my uh, guests at the dinner we had here on uh, Saturday night it means it's a it's a colloquial term for I I guess at the equivalent in English is Charlie and they were chanting it when he arrived because I went out on the the last two days and covered the drivers walking up this um, autograph lane that's one thing I noticed and the other was every time a Ferrari mechanic walked past they just had to have the red outfit of a, a Ferrari mechanic they were applauded people that are normally uh, anonymous in the world of f1 were getting applauded it was such a lovely thing to see the drivers mostly um, stopped for autographs and selfies on race day morning it was so wet the night prior that there was lots and lots of water around so they had huge big uh, dump trucks dumping rocks and uh, at one stage it was a very nice shot to be had but I just didn't get quite the right angle of a pool of water and I shot low and got the lovely reflection shot of the driver. but unfortunately I only ever got their backs none of their fronts and of course Daniel Ricciardo was very popular here too because of his Italian heritage so he was pretty much lumped in with the um, the three teams Italian uh, heritage and then and, and you got Daniel Ricciardo
0: How did Daniel see this race given that he qualified fifth and managed to finish fourth his best so far?
1: Oh he was He was quite buoyed at the end. I I saw him sprint across just before I got that shot of Nico with his tongue poking out. And, um, yeah, he he was pretty bloody happy. That was his best result for Renault. Fourth, and really with a little bit of luck, um, he might have ended up on the podium. He was not that close in the scheme of things to Lewis for third place. But, gee, look, if something had happened to one of those top three cars, he was up there standing on the podium, and that would have been fantastic. I did notice, too that uh, once the um, champagne had been sprayed, both of the Mercedes drivers got off that podium very quickly. They just wanted to leave it to Charles to enjoy the the real love of that Italian crowd. Um, they weren't, the crowd wasn't, rude to lewis they might have given him a little bit of a booing when he came on but uh, i think that was quickly drowned out by applause but what i I did notice was after and i spent a little bit of time chasing charles around and looking for him to get that post-race um well those shots that you don't often see he was such in demand people pulling and pushing him for selfies and um he really had no security around him so he was he was getting a little bit manhandled but when he went back into the ferrari motorhome and the doors closed you could hear this enormous applause inside of the ground floor crowd and it went on for about 30 seconds i think this applause then it went quiet for a bit and then the second floor over well, the first level um erupted so he's obviously walked up those stairs and uh, had another round of applause with those people so really lovely to see and just prior to that I was in the right spot again at the right time because I could see Mattia Bonotto the team boss coming towards Charles and Charles spotted him and it was the first time they'd really had a a moment um, out of the the real public eye and I got this lovely shot of the two hugging and it was a bit like a father-son hug and uh, I was pretty happy to to get that shot. And that was probably, no, definitely my best shot of the weekend in terms of um, engagement and comments and likes on Instagram, where I put up all my best pictures. How are people receiving your Women of the Paddock posts? Hi, oh, that's a, a real runaway success. I don't think anyone really focuses on the female side of this sport. So in the paddock, It's probably 80% men, 20% women. So I'm on the lookout for interesting women. And every Monday after a race, I do a post and it's called Women in the Paddock and I feature 10 women. Now, they will range from women that work for teams, that uh, are guests of uh, sponsors um, and sometimes just good looking women, models, girlfriends and the like. So I tend to keep a lookout for them. But now I'm finding people who are aware of what I do, in, in particular women, and who will Look at me and smile. And that's great. When I'm taking a photo, ideally, you want people looking down the lens of the camera. So now I'm doing this interview at 7 a.m. on a Monday morning. By the time this goes up, uh, I will have posted it. But I've I've got now this race, lots of content. Last race, a little bit light on. I, I was very lucky to find enough women to fill that spot. But certainly for this race, I've been spoiled for choice.
0: Before we finish up today, Kim, how was your first F1 dinner?
1: It was excellent. Had some uh, lovely people from all over the world and a beautiful little restaurant here not far from the track. And it was a, a few hours of just talking Formula One and um, I shared a few tales from the paddock. I talked a little bit about photography and then I, it was pretty much left open to those at the dinner to ask questions um, that I could answer uh, about what life is like when you travel with this amazing sport. So, uh, yeah, I think everyone had a great time. And I'm looking forward to doing one on Thursday night in Perth. That's a sellout. My next one will be Austin after that in um, in Texas. That'll be a Wednesday night show. And then I've already um, landed one or sort of one out for Melbourne. And I think next year I'll try and do as many as I can. People keep asking, hey, you're doing one in Singapore. But unfortunately, the Singapore one, uh, if I was to do it on one of the four nights, I'd have to do it at midnight. It's a night race and everything happens at night. So uh, next year I'll plan for something, but it's... Probably going to have to be a Wednesday evening, but look, they've, they've certainly proved popular, and a little bit of a different um, approach to most people. It's it's a little bit of photography, but more so, what's it like in that paddock where you just can't buy a ticket to? You've you've got to be invited. You've got to be working down there. You've got to get a corporate pack, and and even then, most of the time, if you take those corporate packs, you can't stay down there all day. You'll only get a quick tour down there and a look around. So it is this wonderful world that I have this most marvelous access to, and I love shooting there. I love working the paddock, and um, you know, I'm never, um, I'm always aware of just how lucky I am to be involved uh, in, in this particular sport and get that access.
0: Well, thank you very much for your time today, Kim.
1: Tis a pleasure. Uh, I start the long trek back to Australia this afternoon, and uh, our next leg, of course, is a short one up to Singapore, which is pretty much a home race for me coming from Perth. To see any
0: of the photos we've talked about today, head over to prostarpix.com or KimIlman.com. You can also stay updated by following Kim on Instagram at kimillman. If you like what you heard today, please give us a review and remember to hit subscribe to stay posted for our next episode. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you on and off the track. F1 on and off the track was presented by prostarpix.com. Stunning F1 photos live from the track, searchable and downloadable for personal or editorial use. ProStarPicks.com. Head there now.